Good morning, dear listener. This is Melek David John. And um, for this segment, we'll be considering the subject prayer. 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 It's just a little snippet into the true meaning of both the word prayer and the activity of prayer. What is prayer? So, in fact, prayer is one of the most popular themes in scripture. There is no book of the Bible where prayer was not done. Whether formally, that is when the Bible says that he prayed, or informally, when a person says something to God in prayer. But the Bible did not say it's a prayer. Even in Songs of Solomon, there is a prayer there. So in every book of the Bible, we can flesh out the theme of prayer from them. It tells us that prayer is very vital. It is very important. The Greek word for prayer is prosukomai. And it means to rub minds with someone to exchange thoughts and words with someone. You know the picture of when you are discussing with your friend or the picture of when you are talking to your dad. What are you doing? You are exchanging ideas. You are exchanging pictures. You are exchanging words. You are exchanging wisdom. You are exchanging thoughts. So your father tells you what he's thinking and you reply back. You see, prayer is a two-way something. It is a two-way something. We must understand what prayer is to effectively judge whether we are praying as Christians or not. And prayer must involve two parties. When it is one party involved, it can be called a meditation or a reflection. But if it is to be called a prayer, two persons must be involved. This was why Jesus Christ said, once two or three people gather in my name, I am there. Once you engage, he comes. Because prayer is not just left for one person. It is between two parties. Between two parties. That is what prayer is. So when you want to pray, one of the first things to judge when you want to pray is the presence of God here. Is the presence, and believe me, when the, if the presence of God is there with you, you will know. Yes. God's presence is tangible and feelable. When the presence lands on you, when the presence enters or walks into your room, you will know that God has come. So one of the things to ensure that we effectively pray is to ensure that we are praying to God. And praying to God is not just shouting. No, we must ensure, number one, that God is present while we pray. This is, this is why we worship. This is why we sing. 
This is why we praise him. Why? It brings his presence around us. When he has come, we can now engage. We can now discuss. Because we know that then whatever we are saying is not going into thin air. It is not hitting the ceiling and going out. It is not noise. Because now he is with us. He is before us. We have provoked his presence. He has given us audience so we can speak. Even when praying for the sick. But let's not go there. We want to talk about prayer as in in relating to um, having a relationship with God. How many times do you sit down and discuss with God? How many times do you sit down and rub minds with God? How many times do you sit down and um, allow God speak to you and then you speak back to God? Didioma is a Greek word that means supplication. And unfortunately, it is what most people do. They supplicate. Supplication is the act of genuinely making a request because you are in need. So supplication is a praise done because you are in need. That is when, that is what most people do. I, I want you to kill my enemies, they are in need. I want you to give me house, they are in need. Eh? I want you to kill my enemies, they are in need of protection. I want you to give me house that I need of shelter. I want you to give me biscuits that I need of food. I want you to give me job that I need of money. That is supplication. I'm talking of prayer as in a genuine discussion with God. Where God talks to you things up. The Bible says that when God came, he talks to them about things concerning themselves and even things concerning himself. So whenever God comes, he comes to talk about two things. This is prayer. This is wisdom. Whenever God comes in the closed room of prayer, remember Jesus Christ said, where you want to pray, enter your closet. And that word is a Greek idiomatic expression or a Greek phrase. It means just you and God. So when God comes in the closed room of prayer, he comes to talk about two things, two things. I want you to take note of these two things. The first thing he comes to talk about is you. I know you think God comes to talk about himself first. No, he comes to talk about you. The Bible says the angels ask God, it says, what is man that you are mindful of him? Mindful, God's mind is full of you. God's mind in Jeremiah he said, I know the plans and the thoughts I have towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. That is powerful. All God thinks of is man. That is why when man fell, he thought up a plan of redemption to come and save man. When Saul misbehaved as a king, as a king God thought and raised up David. When a man messes up, God thinks about the man and how to remedy the situation. Everything that is in the mind of God is about man, man, man. So when God comes, he comes to talk about you first. He comes to show you your destiny, to show you your purpose. He comes to tell you what to do today. He comes to tell you who to preach to. He comes to tell you to speak to. He comes to tell you the person to follow. He says, follow this man, follow Melech, follow this pastor, follow Benihin, follow this one. They are going to do this for you. They will lead you here. He comes to tell you things to do. 
when God comes in the close room of prayer, He comes to tell you things about yourself. How many of us have listened to Him speak things concerning us? Has God defined your purpose for you? Has He defined the kind of friends you follow? Has He defined the kind of clothes you wear? Allow God to define it for you. Allow God. When God comes, He comes to speak about you first. And secondly, He comes to speak about Himself. This is where God teaches you. And when God wants to speak about Himself, there is one thing He needs from you. Meekness. The Bible says the meek will He teach in His way. God teaches his curriculum to meek people. And the place of prayer is a place to exercise meekness. When God has talked to you about yourself, he has talked to you about your family, show you the next message to pray for that the devil has had an accident for, he has talked to you things concerning yourself. He has showed you plans of him, of, his, of, your, of your life. He has shown you diverse things about yourself. He starts teaching you about himself. It is in the place of prayer that God is made real. In the place of studying the word, we see God. In the place of prayer, we experience God. He begins to teach you things. He begins to teach you. And whatever God teaches you at the place of prayer, no devil can take it away from you for life. When, that is why when God teaches you how to heal the sick at the place of prayer, when he tells you there is no sickness in this world, you will not be able to heal. Why? It came from the place of prayer. Child of God, I want us to stop all this religious mantra, reciting words and calling them prayer. No, it's time to be intentional. It is time to pick up our jotters and go under that quiet tree and either kneel down and sit down, either close your eyes or open your eyes. No, none of them are wrong. And sit down and say, Lord, speak to me. And while he is yet to come, you start singing and worshiping him. Lord, thank you. Number one, because you are God, you are not a man. Because the fact that you are God means that you can overlook my sins and still come. You know, there's a saying that says to forgive is divine, to err is man. It will only take divinity to forgive man. That is why your friend the man and he says, I will never forgive you for life. No problem, he's a man. He's imperfect. It takes divinity. That is why it takes a divine man, the Christ man, the Christian, to forgive, to display the love of Christ which branches out into forgiveness. So God comes and teaches you about himself. This is where God tells you, I am loved. This is where God teaches you. When Isaiah said this in this chapter, verse this, this is what he meant. This is where God tells you, when I dealt with Pharaoh like this, this is what I did. God teaches his character at the place of prayer. Are you seeing how exciting prayer is? If we can understand it, the fear and hatred for, for prayer will die out among people. Because when you make prayer about reciting words, 
I mean, it, it is vain. How will you come and recite words? No. In fact, silence is a form of prayer. There was a time the Bible says that David sighed. Do you know what it means to sigh? To exhale. That is, there was no words coming out of him again. He sighed. It was a prayer. That is the prayer of silence. Where you just sit down and you behold God's beauty. And your silence is worship. Because at that moment, you are, you are not silent because you lack you, 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 don't, you don't want to pray. No, you are silent because you, you are like God has kept you in, in wonder. There are some manifestations of God at the place of prayer that will leave you speechless. And in your speechlessness, you will praise Him. Because what you saw, although it has arrested your senses, but your spirit still gives Him praise. You know that song, my soul says yes. So my mouth can be silent, but my soul is shouting, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, you are good. You are kind. Talking to God. And lastly, as I conclude this short um, recording, after each prayer, end it with thanksgiving. Heartfelt thanksgiving. He comes with thanksgiving. You must live with thanksgiving. You come into his cause with praises and his house with thanksgiving. When living to you, live in thanksgiving. Do not just walk out like you're walking out on the gate man. No. Lord, thank you for taking us time to teach me today. Thank you for this mind-blowing revelation. Thank you for showing me who I am. Lord, I worship you. Thank you. And then you walk out. And then you go and you make fun of the devil and defeat the devil. Oh, goodness. This is powerful. I really hope you have been blessed. The aim is not just for you to listen, but for you to also act in accordance to what you have heard. God bless you. I call you blessed. And I pray for you that every divine plan that God has for your life, as you have listened to this recording, they are coming to pass in the name of Jesus. God will draw you closer to himself and he will make plain to you the realms of intimacy in him in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.